Hi, and welcome to Monday Motivation. I'm Pastor Daryl. Thank you so much for being with us on another Monday night. Uh, before we start, just want to give a few announcements. On tomorrow night uh, at 8 p.m., I will be interviewing Pastor Sherilyn uh, Fletcher. Now, it's been a little while since we have had a Tuesday night interview, uh, and I'm excited to get back to doing that. So on tomorrow night, 8 p.m., I will be interviewing Pastor Sherilyn Fletcher, and I am sure that you will uh, enjoy her. Uh, she runs her ministry as well as a K-12 church, and she just has a number of other success stories that I am sure you are going to be glad to enjoy. And once again, I'm going to announce that the Save Girl Rock T-shirts are in and available. Um, put your order in uh, and join in with this movement, Save Girls Rock. We are actually having a blast uh, with this, so we thank you so much. Um, I want to make mention of the ebook, uh, Acceptable Prayer, that you can find on Amazon, um, as well as the 30-day prayer journal. Uh, that you can also find on uh, Amazon uh, called the Winning in Prayer 30-Day Prayer Journal. Uh, so I'm just going to ask you to avail yourselves to that, and I'm sure that you'll be glad to add it to your library. Uh, we're excited about uh, these two new uh, projects that are available on Amazon, and we're just asking that you would avail yourselves uh, to those. Um is that everything, production? Is that all the announcements? Okay, well, I, I can't remember anything else. So I'm going to go. Oh, I want to remind you guys, uh, if you don't know, uh, my wife and I will be launching um, our new online campus. It's called Momentum Church Online Campus. So if you, it's on Facebook. So if you type in Momentum Church Online Campus, we're asking that you would like and follow uh, the page. Uh, we will be launching here in the next couple of weeks. We are excited about all of the new people that have liked uh, the page. Um, she and I have been coming on every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, just to welcome uh, everyone to the page, and we have had a blast these last few weeks doing that, um, offering prayer to uh, the new people that have liked it and just letting them know a little bit more about us. Uh, this uh, Saturday at, is it seven? This Saturday at 7 p.m. on the Momentum Church online campus page, we will have our meet and greet for all of those who are not connected to a church home. Listen, we're not trying to steal anybody's members, but if you are not connected to a local church body, or maybe you've never been connected to a local church. Well, Momentum Church Online Campus is exactly for you. And so we're going to have a meet and greet. We're going to have games. We'll have some uh, some icebreakers. Uh, we're going to even give away uh, a couple of cash prizes. And we're just looking to have a good time uh, getting to let you know a little bit more about, about uh, us. As we found out a little bit more about you, you don't want to miss it. The Momentum Church online campus meet and greet this Saturday, Facebook, uh, not my Facebook. It will be on the Zoom, uh, Zoom 
Uh, you can get the link from the page. Uh, we're asking that you come and join us, be a part of it. So listen, let's get started. Um, we're going to be talking about strategies for success on tonight. Strategies for success. And we're going to be coming from 2 Samuel, the 8th chapter. 2 Samuel, the 8th eighth chapter. And again, we're going to be talking about strategies for success. Um, I love this 8th this eighth chapter because there's there's so much in it. Um, but before we get started, you know, I want you to realize something. Chapter eight, the victories that happen in chapter eight are coming after David's prayer in chapter seven. It's, it's no mistaking in uh, you first pray, then you experience victory. And I want to say that at the outset, the victories that happened in chapter eight came after David's prayer in chapter seven. Now, it was uh, with David's uh, desire to build a temple that was approved. Then he went into prayer about the whole situation and all of the victories that you're going to see in chapter eight were on the back end of his prayer in chapter seven. Now, Israel had been dealing with the Philistines for a long time. They were uh, the, the long time enemy of Israel. That's what you're going to find out in chapter eight. Um, but what you're also going to see is that the victories that David experienced, Saul did not experience these same victories that David uh, experienced. David completed the deliverance of Israel from the Philistines, which is something that King Saul was never able to do. And so we're going to get into this uh, chapter eight again, strategies for success. We're going to pick it up right at the right at the first verse, second Samuel, uh, the eighth chapter. It says, and after this, it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Methagamon out of the hand of the Philistines. So right away. It, it lets us know that David smote the Philistines. He subdued the Philistines and took back the land that they were occupying that was actually, it belonged to Israel. Methagama is a, 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 a piece of land that actually belonged to Israel that Saul had failed to capture. So right from the first verse, David is capturing something that his predecessor could not do. And I love it because, again, it's on the tail end of his prayer. Now, we all know that, 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 that Saul wasn't, wasn't a man of prayer. So it's showing uh, a contrasting difference here. A man that didn't pray, a man that wasn't able to gain ground, a man that wasn't able to defeat the enemy. Here comes a man that's praying and God gives him victory and gives him victory in an area again that his predecessor was never able to accomplish. So it lets you know right at the beginning that if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to be a man and a woman of prayer. I believe I thoroughly believe that the best strategy for success is having a prayer life. And so David, again, was able to gain this land that Israel was never able to get back under the reign of King Saul 
David prays and now God gives him victory in an area that his predecessor was never able to obtain. Glory to God. We're talking about strategies for success on tonight. At the second verse, it says, and he smote Moab and he measured them with the line, casting them down to the ground. Even with two lines measured he to put to death and with one full line to keep alive. And so the Moabites became David's servants and brought gifts. So here it, again, David is uh, uh, has defeated Moab, has taken back the land that was Israel's anyway. And now it says that he has made the decision that he was going to determine who was going to be allowed to live by measuring them with a line. Glory to God. You ought to, you ought to. Now, now this may sound seem a little strange, but when you're God's man for the hour, you may do some things that's going to be strange to other people. He measured them, and, and, and in his measuring, he, he decided who was going to live and who was going to die. Glory to God. You talking about having your foot on the enemy's neck. Glory to God. You talking about showing uh, uh, a, uh, uh, a picture of strength and flexing your muscles to measure these men and decide with, with a line who was going to live and who was going to die. God is not calling wimps in this hour. He's calling men that will put their foot in the enemy's neck and take back what the enemy has had control of for so long. As I said, it, uh, the Philistines had been the longtime enemy of Israel. And here comes David and gets victory over that longtime enemy. Complete victory, not a partial victory, but complete victory. Are, are you dealing with some longtime enemies on tonight? Are you dealing with some things that you just haven't been able to get victory uh, in, some areas you just haven't been able to get victory in tonight? Well, I want you to be encouraged because David did what his predecessor could not do. He took back land that was occupied by the enemy that was rightfully theirs. How many things tonight are the enemy occupying in your life that he should not be occupying? Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, if you name the name of Christ, if you're saved, you baptized uh, uh, in the Holy Ghost, you speak in other tongues. I want to tell you on tonight, you possess everything that you need to dispel the enemy. And I'm not talking about just for tonight. I'm not talking about just for a couple of days, but I'm talking about total eradication and get back what God has rightfully said is yours. Give me back my peace. Give me back my joy. Give me back my family. And not just for here and there, but I want it back. I want it all back, and I want it all back to stay. I'm not going to be going back and forth with the enemy. I'm going to take it back, and it's going to remain where it should be at. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're talking about strategies for success on tonight. Hallelujah. Do you have a strategy? Do you have a strategy for success on tonight? Glory to God. Do you have a strategy 
that's going to yield success? Do you have a, a strategy that is going to produce success, not only for you, but your family, for all of those that are attached to you? Do you have a strategy on tonight? Glory to God. Glory to God. I like it because it said that he defeated Moab. And then it says that the Moabites became his servants and they brought gifts. I want you to know, again, the Philistines and the, the Moab, they've been dealing with the Moabites for a long time as well. But when he defeated them, they became his servant and they brought gifts. I want you to know tonight that the enemy owes you for your time, your trouble, your lost sleep, your, your, your days and nights of wondering how it's going to work out. The enemy owes you. Glory to God. David not only defeated them, but then he made them servants and they brought him gifts. The enemy owes you on tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. In verse 3, it says, David smote Hadadezer, the son of Rib, king of Zoab, and he went to recover his border at the river Euphrates. David smote also Hadadezer, the son of Rib, king of Zoab, and he went to recover his border at the river Euphrates. So here David is defeating another enemy. And it says, and he goes to recover all of the land, all the way to the Euphrates, the border of the Euphrates. Here David is, David is getting complete victory. He's not just defeating the physical enemy, but he's taking back physically the land that belonged to him, the land that was promised to Israel. Now, this promise was made years ago. And here is the fulfillment of them getting the land that was promised years ago. How many promises are you missing out on tonight because the enemy has set up camp where you should be occupied? Glory to God. So you can't just be satisfied with a partial deliverance. You can't be satisfied with a partial uh, uh, victory. You defeat the enemy, and then you got to claim back everything that he took from you. It's not enough for me just to feel good. Glory to God. I want back what the enemy has taken. And so the Bible lets us know that he defeats Hadadezer, and he went to recover the border at the river Euphrates. So you can't, you can't have do this. You can't do this and be lazy. You can't do this and pray, you know, every now and then. You can't do this and fast every now and then. You can't do this and read your word every now and then. You have to be proactive and do everything that you know that's going to garner you victory. And not just victory, but complete victory, complete deliverance, complete healing, complete restoration. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, for far too long, we've just been satisfied uh, for, for, for just speaking in tongues and, and just feeling good. And, you know, we dance a little bit. And we think everything's okay. That's not enough. That's not enough. You got to go all the way. 
You gotta go all the way. And, and in going all the way, it may require for you to fast more than you ever have. It may require for you to get in the word as you never have. It may require, it may require you to do some things that you haven't done before. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Strategies for success on tonight. What kind of strategy do you have in place? Or are you just going, uh, you know, day by day and you're just hoping everything is going to work out okay? What kind of strategy do you have in place? Do you have a prayer strategy? Do you have a strategy for uh, studying the word? Uh, how, how are you going to add to your word life? How are you going to increase your prayer life? How are you going to increase your study time? You got to have a strategy. God is looking for us to have a strategy in place. We can't, we can't be satisfied with just waking up and, and just going along with the wind and, and uh, the, how, how life. We have to determine our day. Speak to your day. Do you have a strategy for your day? Or do you just get up and say, well, I'm going to just see what happens. Glory to God. Glory to God. Strategies for success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At verse four, it says, and David took from him a thousand chariots and 700 horsemen and 20,000 footmen. And David hocked, that word is hocked, all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for an hundred chariots. Now, I like this verse because it says that he took the chariots. It says, uh, and, and 700 horsemen and 20,000 footmen. But then it says that he hopped the horse. In other words, he hamstrung the horses. He cut the hamstrings of the horse. He, he crippled the horses so that the enemy would not have a chance for rebounding. He, he crippled the enemy in a way so that they would not have a chance to uh, come back and fight again. Don't leave the enemy with a chance to recover. And this is what I'm saying. You cannot be satisfied with the partial victory. You have to, you have to injure the enemy. You have to do damage where it's, it's going to cripple the enemy. You don't want to leave the enemy with a chance to then come after you again. David took the horses, the chariots, and crippled the enemy in a way that they did not have a chance to recover. And this is what I'm saying. You have to go all the way on tonight. You have to do what's necessary to gain complete deliverance, entire deliverance, whole deliverance, not partial, not three-fourths, but a whole deliverance. God doesn't save you and then leave you undone. He doesn't save you and then leave you without strength. God wants you to be uh, completely delivered, completely healed, completely restored, completely revived. Hallelujah. So you need to cripple the enemy on tonight. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, yeah, Pastor Plump. We got to speak to our day, take control of our day. We're, we're, we're not at, at, at the mercy of our day. We have a say-so in this thing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Strategies for success. Strategies for success. Verse 5, it says, And when the Syrians of Damascus came to uh, Sukkur, had a, had a deezer, king of Zobah, David slew of the Syrians two and 20,000 men. So here the Syrians came to help, to provide help uh, for David's enemy, but David killed, uh, what, what did it say here? Two, two and 20,000 men. Glory to God. Listen, what I see when I look at that verse, man, when it's your time, when it's your time, you can do more than what you ever thought you can do. Here David killed two, it says two and 20,000 men. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want you to understand that when it's your time, when it's your season, God will enable you to do what you thought impossible. God will enable you to do what you thought impossible. I know you've been counted out. I know other people have told you, you may, you're not going to amount to nothing. But I want to tell you, when the anointing of God is on your life, it's the great differentiator. Hallelujah. When the anointing of God is on your life, I don't care what kind of family you came from. I don't care what kind of past you've had. When the anointing of God is on your life, it becomes the great differentiator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say that again because it sounds real good. When the anointing of God is on your life, it becomes the great differentiator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, your family history don't matter. Your past don't matter. But the anointing that's on your life is what matters. We're talking about strategies for success on tonight. Strategies for success on tonight. Now, verse six is exciting to me. It says, then David put garrisons in Syria. Now, gar a garrison was a group of men that were left to fortify a city. Uh, again, it says, then David put garrisons in Syria. Now, he just defeated the Syrians. And I want you to really pay attention here. It says, Damascus, it says, and the Syrians became servants to David uh, and became servants to David and brought gifts. And the Lord preserved David with the servant. So I want you to understand. And this is why I'm trying to stress that you have to go all the way. You have to. Uh, uh, not be satisfied until you get total deliverance. The Bible says that David defeated the, the, the Syrians and he put a garrison where there was a fight. He put a garrison where there had been trouble. He put a garrison where there had been weakness. He put a garrison where there had been prior failure. He put a garrison where the enemy had a stronghold. He put a garrison where the enemy had been fighting and having its way. He put a garrison where uh, no one else had been able to get victory. So I want you to understand on tonight 
that place that you haven't been able to get victory, that place that you haven't had strength, that place that the enemy have occupied so long, tonight you need to put a garrison there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to put a garrison there. And what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, Pastor? That area of your life that you lack strength in, that you haven't been able to get the victory in, you may have to bathe that area in prayer. You may have to bathe that area in the word of God. It may require some fasting, some prayer. And then let me tell you something else. It may require you to give a seed and attach something to your seed. Whatever it takes for you to fortify that area and put a garrison there, that's what you've got to do on tonight. You can't just get the victory and then just go on about your way. But those areas that you have uh, uh, been struggling in, you got to put some special attention on those areas. You got to fortify those areas. The Bible says after he defeated the Syrians, he put a garrison in the area that he had the most trouble. He put a, a garrison in the area where Israel had been experiencing the most trouble for so many years. You got to put a garrison on tonight. And it just simply means you're going to have to give that area special attention on tonight. And not just tonight, but every other night, every other day. You're going to have to give that area special attention. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to read the word. And it may even require you give a seed for that area. You know, it makes me think of how the, how the Bible says that 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 uh, um, that Job tithed for his children, and I and I, I tell people, don't just give just to give, but attach something to your giving. Whatever whatever your weakness is, attach that to your seed. Glory to God, glory to God. Don't just give, and you and you definitely don't want to give grievously. But give and attach something to your giving and watch God move. He said, try me, prove me, prove me. If your family, your family is at odds on tonight, give a seed on tonight. Whatever, the, whatever, whatever you've been facing and dealing with for a long time, maybe they've passed you up uh, for promotions on your job. Give a seed on tonight. Put a garrison in that area. Glory to God. Maybe your marriage is on the brink of, 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 of divorce. So tonight. So give, give God a seed on tonight. Put a garrison in that area. Maybe you have a wayward child. Give a, give a seed for that child on tonight. Put a garrison in that area. Fortify that area with special attention on tonight. Glory to God. Strategies for Success strategies for success. Anywhere the enemy has fought you, anywhere he has set up a stronghold, uh, he has kept you without victory. Whenever you get victory, you got to set up a garrison as David did. Glory to God. Strategies for success. David defeats Syria. He sets up a gar uh, a garrison. Syria brought gifts. They became his servants. And as I said earlier. The enemy owes you on tonight. 
he owes you on tonight. For every night that you have lost sleep, for all the time you spent worrying, for all the time you, you spent wondering, uh, the enemy owes you on tonight. He owes you on tonight. Verse 7, verse 7 says, And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to uh, Jerusalem. And brought them to Jerusalem. David brings the spoils uh, from, from, from the fight back to the place of God. So David, uh, he's not just satisfied with just winning, but he gives God glory by bringing the spoils back to the place of God. I want to tell you on tonight, as God begins to give you victory, give him glory by giving him a seed. Give him glory on that on tonight. As he begins to give you victory, give him glory by giving something back to him. Glory to God. Give him glory by giving something back to him. We're talking about strategies for success on tonight. Verse 8, it says, and from Beta and from uh, Berothe, cities of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. Now he took he took uh, from all the cities of Hadadezer much brass. But in the ninth verse, in the ninth verse, it says, "And when Toai, king of Hamath, heard that David had smitten all of the hosts of Hadadezer, verse ten it says, Toai sent Joram his son unto King David." to salute him and to bless him because he had fought Hadadezer. He's had trouble with the same person, same people that were troubling Israel. It says, for Hadadezer had wars with Choi, and Joram brought with him vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of brass. And I like this because all of these things that he was sent to David, you're going to see that David took all of them back again to the place of God. So all 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 of the blessings that David's being blessed with, he's bringing it back to the place of God and giving God the glory. He's not keeping anything for himself. 11 verses which also King David did dedicate unto the Lord. He didn't keep it for himself. See when God gives you when God gives you victory, don't don't be satisfied and uh, walk away feeling as if you've done something. You got to give God the glory for giving you the victory. Give God glory even by giving a seed. Give something back to God. Don't keep it all for yourself. It says uh, that David dedicated it unto the Lord with silver, gold that he had dedicated of all the nations which he subdued. So from every victory, all the spoils that he collected, he gave them back to God. He did not. He didn't keep it for himself. I want you to understand. I want you to understand here. As God began to give you victory, you gotta give Him glory on tonight. I don't know what your strategy is. I don't know how you've been doing things in the past, but as He began to give you victory, you got to begin to give him glory. You got to give something back to him. Don't walk away with your pockets full, your wallet full, your, your pocketbook full. Give something back to God. Give something back to God for him enabling you to get the victory. I want you to understand David is getting victories for Israel that had been a long time coming. 
His predecessor, Saul, could not do these things. But I want you to understand that, again, here he comes on the tail end of a prayer, and he's, pre he's uh, presented with all of these victories. But in all of the victories that he's, he's, he's been given, he's given the glory back to God. He's given those things, the silver, the gold, the brass. He gives it back to God. Even the, the shields uh, from the enemy, he gives those back to God. Now, it was a custom that when you when you were uh, uh, to defeat an enemy, that you take their shields and then you make them their servants. So David held up to the customs of the day because they became his servants. Glory to God. What kind of strategy do you have in place on tonight? I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have a strategy, you, the same way you sit down and you write out uh, your budget, you need, to have a, you need to have a strategy that's going to garner success. You need to have a prayer strategy. You need to have a strategy for your word life. You need to have a strategy for your fasting life. You need to have a strategy on, the, on, on, on tonight. You know, you, you can't just wake up and go... Uh, uh, and, and just hope to figure things. You got to have a strategy. You got to have a strategy. These were longtime enemies of Israel. These were longtime enemies that Israel struggled with all the time. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to struggle with anything for a long time especially with something that's mine. I mean, you imagine somebody comes up and knock on your door and say, get out of your house. Will you pay rent? At? Imagine that. I mean, because this is literally what we're talking about. Now, if somebody come to my house and tell me uh, not only to get out of my house, but to get out of my favorite seat that I sit in and watch TV, man, you're going to have a fight on their hands. They'll have a fight on their hands. And, and, you know, my remote is on is basically always on the middle console. And you're going to tell me to get up and get out? Nah. Nah, you're going to have a fight on your hand. You have a fight. You, if you get me out, you're going to have to drag me out. But this is literally what, what Israel would did, was, was dealing with. They took property that belonged to them and dispossessed the rightful owners until David showed up. Hallelujah. You got to have a strategy for success on tonight. And it's not just for you. It's for your family and for all those that are attached to you. When you show up, victory should show up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was anointed to do what his predecessor couldn't do. What, if God, what has God anointed you to do that maybe even your parents couldn't get done? Glory to God. I want, you know, I want my son to do more than I've done. I want my kids, I want my grandkids to do more than I've done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I have to be honest, you know, I, I have I have been blessed, but I want to see the blessings of God even more so in the lives of my kids and my grandkids. Hallelujah. And I don't want them to struggle with some of the same enemies that I've had to struggle with. I don't want them to have to fight some of the same enemies that I've, I've had to fight. Glory to God. I want them to start out ahead a spiritually in life. 
I want my fasting to show up glory to God in their lives. I want the time that I've spent in this word to show up in their lives. The time that I've spent praying to show up in their lives. Hallelujah. You know, my mom, my mom, I was just discussing with my wife earlier. Her, her great grandma was a, a woman of prayer. And I believe that, that that mantle has fallen to her. My mom was a, a praying woman. And I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm walking in that mantle of prayer. Your life isn't just supposed to end when you die. What are you leaving? And I'm not talking about no clothes and shoes. What are you leaving to pass on? Hallelujah. Strat I'm talking about a strategy for success. And spiritually, you can set your kids and your grandkids up for success. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about a, ho a house is nice. Money, leaving money is nice. But how are you going to, what are you leaving for them spiritually? Leave. You need to leave a spiritual inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got, I got to see my mom labor in prayer. I got to see her spend time in, in the word of God. All of those things count. Because when it came time for me to do, it was easy. Hallelujah. How are you going to set your kids up for, strat uh, uh, for success spiritually? Hallelujah. Strategies for success on tonight. Again, as when God begins to give you give you uh, victory, you got to give him glory on tonight. You know, you don't want to be like King Herod. Uh, that was eaten by worms because he didn't give God the glory. Give God the glory as he begins to give you victory. At the eighth verse, it says, and from deep Beta and from Berothai, city of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. He took exceeding much brass. It says, when Toi, king of Hamath, heard that David had smitten all of the hosts of Hadadezer, then Toi sent his son to salute him. Man, the when you know when God, when God anointing is on your life, people are going to hear, people are going to know it's going to be recognized. It's going to be recognized. When I read about David here in this chapter, I see a man in his season, uh, with the anointing upon his life, uh, uh with victory on his life. This is how the lives of the believers should look. We should be victorious in every areas of our lives and have complete victory, complete victory. And these victories that David is gaining, they're not just for himself, him, himself, but they were for the whole of Israel. And see, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. It shouldn't not just be you benefiting from the, from the victory. But your entire family should should benefit, as I just as I just stated. Your kids, your grandkids, their kids, and their seed. Your seed, your seed, and your seed seed should benefit. Hallelujah! Strategies for success. Strategies for success. Verse eleven. It says, "Which also King David did dedicate unto the Lord." Now he dedicated it unto the Lord. It says, "With silver and gold that he had dedicated of all nations." Again, all. All the victories, all of the all of the sports, he de he dedicated those 
back to God. Verse 12, it says of Syria and of Moab and of the children of Ammon and of the Philistines and of Amalek and of the spoil of Hadadezer, the son of Reb and David. Of all the nations, again, this is just a list of all the people that he defeated. If I were to tell you to make me up a list of your victories, would it look would it look like this? It's a long line of a long line of, of victories for David. Can you can you think of uh, three victories? Can you think of five? Can you think of ten? Because I, I'm telling you, victory is our portion, and it's not just here and there. And it's not just every 10 years. This should be our our normal. uh, It should be as normal as breathing. Glory to God. You should be experiencing victory on an all the time basis. But you got to have a strategy on tonight. You have to have a strategy on tonight. It says at the 13th verse, it says, and David got him a name when he returned from the smiting of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt being 18,000 men. And David gets a name. I told you, when you're anointed, people are going to know. People are going to know. They're going to know about it. At the 14th verse, it says, and he put 14th verse excites me too, just like that uh, sixth verse. It says, and he put garrisons in Edom throughout all Edom put he garrisons. I like how that's restated. It says, and all they of Edom became David's servants and the Lord preserved David whithersoever he went. Let me read that to you again. It said, and he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom put he garrisons. You can't be satisfied with the partial victory. It says he put garrisons in all of Edom. So again, here is this area that the Israelites have been uh, dealing with without victory for so many years, David shows up, puts special attention on that area after he gets the victory. I want to tell you tonight, after God gives you victory, you're going to have to put special attention on that area. You can't be lazy. You're not going to be able to be lazy spiritually. Uh, You can't be lazy in spiritual warfare. You can't be satisfied with partial victory. But you, you're going to have to uh, 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 keep pushing until you get total victory. As I said earlier, generations are depending on you. Generations are depending on you. Verse, verse 15 lets us know that David was the greatest king of Israel. Now, verse 16 through 18, I love this because it, lets, it points out uh, David's uh, team members, his staff, if you will. Well, if you are familiar with this, the story of Saul, uh, the only only man of reputation that's mentioned that's attached to Saul was Abner. And, you know, my wife and I, we were just discuss, uh, discussing Abner the other day. Abner uh, really was a man that was really after uh, what was going to benefit him. So here David is, the 16th through the 18th verse. Uh, It was basically, basically David was the first king to have uh, an established government. Um, Let me read 16 for you. It says, And Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the host, 
and Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorded. It said, and Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were the priests, and Saraiah was the scribe. But Naah, the son of Jehoiada, was over both the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief rulers. So Joab was the general of the forces, Jehoshaphat was the recorder, Zadok and, Ab and Abiathar were the priests, Saraiah was the scribe, but Naah was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, which were a, a, a foreign a group of men that were uh, David's uh, bodyguards. Uh, they were trained uh, mercenaries of militia, however you want to turn them, and they served as David's bodyguards. And even David's sons were chief rulers. Now, we see here all of these victories that David was able to obtain, it came through prayer and through him having a staff. He had a team. You got a team? Do you have a team on tonight? Do you have a team on tonight? Israel, uh, under David's leadership, occupied more land than at any other time. Let me say that again. Israel, under David's leadership, occupied more land than at any other time. And as I said, he was able to do what his predecessor wasn't able to do. Do you have a team on tonight? Do you have somebody that can keep you accountable? Do you have somebody that can pray for you? Do you have someone that can keep uh, you encouraged? Do you have someone that can help you make difficult decisions? Do you have someone that can speak into your destiny? Do you have someone that's praying for your success? Do you have someone that you can depend on that if, if you if you are going wrong, if you are beginning to slack in prayer, uh, if you are slacking off, they can speak into your life and get you back on the right track. Do you have a team on tonight or do you have do you have a person or do you have a, a team that that you can uh, depend on on tonight? Glory to God. Talking about strategies for success, strategies for success. Strategies for success. You need to give God the glory after every victory. You need to set up garrisons and you need to have a team. Glory to God. Glory to God. Strategies for success. Strategies for success. So again, you need to give God the glory after every victory. You need to set up garrisons and you need to have a team on tonight. Do you have a team on tonight? Do you have a strategy for success on tonight. Listen, I pray I've said something that is that has challenged you to change. Um, my God, listen, it is it is not God's desire that you and I go without victory. And sometimes I want you to understand. Sometimes some victories can be hard fought, but it's God's purpose that you and I win. It's you and I purpose. God's purpose for you and I is that we win. I, I pray, you know, this winning, this ministry is named winning in prayer because what I didn't realize is that on a constant basis, probably for almost 10 years, I was asking God over and over, God, I want to win. I want to win in every area of my life. Help me to win. Show me how to win. Teach me how to win. And then one day it just dawned on me. Man, you've been praying. You've been praying about winning for years now. And God began to talk to me about winning in prayer.
during my during my prayer time, God began to talk to me about this thing called winning in prayer. I had never heard it before, but it had been my prayer for almost 10 years. And there's some victories that I got that I had forgotten I had been asking God for for almost 10 years. So, see, you need to have endurance in prayer. You need to have a prayer life that can outlast the difficulty that you're dealing with. Because some victories may not happen overnight. Israel's victory over the Philistines didn't happen overnight. But it was a long time coming. Do you have a strategy on tonight? It became, I will, I, I can I can honestly say I became obsessed with winning. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about a house. I wanted to win in God. That, that was my, my whole desire. I can remember feeling like a loser. And how can you how can you be a loser at salvation? This is this is the conversation I had with myself. How can I be a loser at salvation? But at that time, nothing was going right. But my prayer was, God, I want you to help me to win. Teach me how to win. Glory to God. Glory to God. And as I said, he began to minister to me about something I never heard, and that was winning in prayer. Glory to God. Are you winning in prayer on tonight? Do you do you have a do you have a strategy to win in prayer? And I'm not just talking about uh, having your prayers answered, you know, your these things, you know. I'm not just talking about that, but the ultimate win in prayer is getting God. It's intimacy with God. It's getting to know him. It's getting to know his ways and knowing him in ways that you never have. You know, scripture says in Isaiah 30, 21, that thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right, when you, when you turn to the left. Well, that scripture is not for folks that don't know God. That scripture is for folk that have intimacy with him. How are you going to know that he's speaking if you don't know his voice? How are you going to know he's speaking if you haven't spent enough time in his word? How are you going to know if he's speaking if you haven't spent enough time in prayer? How are you going to know he's speaking if you haven't gone after him in fasting? That scripture is for folks that know God. Glory to God. Strategies for success on tonight. Listen, I pray that you got that you have received something out of this on tonight. I know I have. I know I have. God wants us to have a, not only a strategy, but strategies for all areas of our lives, especially in those areas where we haven't been able to get the victory in certain areas. Torlin, it's not, it's not God's desire for us to be without victory, it, but it's his, 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 his desire that we have victory in every area of our lives. Somebody's watching us. Somebody's depending on us. Your life is forecasting whether you would like it or not. What is your what is your life saying on tonight? That it's going to be cloudy with a little rain? Is your or is your life saying no matter what God as for me and my house we will serve you? Glory to God. Glory to God. What's your prayer perspective on tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah cuz perspective is paramount. How you see things it's paramount. Hallelujah. So listen, again, I pray that you have received something on tonight. Listen, I love you with the love of the Lord. And until next time, keep winning in prayer. 
I'll see you guys next time. Love you guys.